Pigeons 420. Mr. Grow It. And Rob from Cannabis Lifestyle TV. From the Stash Podcast. From the Stash, it's your boy Rob from Cannabis Lifestyle TV, Mr. Grow It, as well as Pigeons 420. Welcome, fellas. Good to see you, man. Good morning. Top of the morning for me. For you guys that don't know, uh, we're in different time zones. So these guys are in the afternoon now. I'm yeah. drinking my coffee in the morning. So I just woke up, just rolled out of bed, and uh, these guys have already had their day going. So I just forget 12, that. Twelve thirty, and I've got my twelve thirty afternoon. I got my coffee too. So we're good. We're good. Uh, <laughs> I've got a mild addiction to coffee. I swear. Like, and I have like a pot and a half a day. I mean, I make some wheat coffee. My coffee is like fucking tea. I go to like Starbucks or one of these big places, and I'm like rot gut from two sips. <laughs> my coffee at home is just mild, but I'll drink like shh, three of these boys a day. Should probably chill out. No energy drinks for me though. This is my only, my only vice besides combustibility with my smoking and my Tuesday night drinks. This was out there. Mm. 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 Tuesday night, I but drink every night. It's crazy how drinking is acceptable, you know, especially in like pop culture and all of society. And you know, in this episode, we're actually going to talk about how cannabis has been affected in pop culture or how it's come about in pop culture. A lot of it's been displayed in a negative way, in my opinion. Uh, for the longest time, you've got the the traditional just like, dude. And there's people like that. That's no problem. Totally cool. Shout out to the homie uh, Freddie Lynn was just on um, for Jimmy Kimmel last night. He's a local here. It's pretty cool to see him. It's nice. cool if you're the nice. stoner type of dude, man. Do your thing. But to say all yeah, of yeah, us man. are, it's crazy how, I don't know who it was in, in the media world who thought that they clearly didn't smoke. And they're like, you know what? I know this one stoner. Who is just like this, and now let's make them all that way. It's right. fucking insane, man. But I mean, well, we, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say, it's just that's kind of just how you know when you start off with reefer madness as the first influential kind of arts influence from Hollywood. Uh, on a negative note, right? Uh, it, it's it's not gonna it's it's not gonna perpetuate a positive attitude towards cannabis from the go and to kind of, I, I you know it, it, it makes sense that you kind of transition from such a negative into what we have today but yeah it, it, to think about the, the the positive representation we have in the media it's uh or the arts it's not positive overall i mean it, it just sticks right dude i mean there had to have been dude. somebody stoned at some point and it's like Where's that just sticks right because it's funny so it's obviously it's gonna be memorable so <laughs> maybe maybe that's why <laughs> i think that's a lot of it was too is just comedic and they're like that's this right. would be the, the the stereotype that will go with stereotypes were a lot more acceptable way back in the day it's like until the people who were being grouped in these stereotypes spoke up and got involved and had some sort of say it was just okay to perpetuate this bullshit narrative that we're all just burnouts and like dead. I feel like that's dead. just dead. That's that's the <laughs> if you're out in the dead. nature and like you just hear like a stoner in the woods, you say dead. <laughs> it's just weird. I don't know why that's the uh, the phrase or bro. That's also it. Bro. But you know that's what you took the words out of my mouth when you start with reefer madness. What can you expect? I mean, we worked our way up. I'd rather have fast times at Ridgemont High look than reefer madness. Right? I don't want to be lurking in the back, you know, right? with semen stained pants creeping looking to rape someone because i'm high on marijuana like that's the craziest shit i've ever heard in my life so offensive still to this day i'm like even repeating it in a sarcastic way i'm like you son you, of a bitch you you get you can actually find reefer madness the black and white version on youtube here so it's like if you it, like if you wanted to check it out it's tough to watch you know the beginning there's so much negative propaganda that 
it even starts off with like a what you could consider a public warning in terms of you know what to expect and the overall influence that marijuana has on on the youth and yeah it's a uh, it's 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 an incredible it's a credible site but i encourage you to actually watch it i'm surprised youtube hasn't taken it down damn policies they're always yeah. so stingy with stuff like that what the heck? right as long as it's against it did you see did you did you did you actually see seeing a pop culture and how the transition is happening did you actually notice that there is dispensary um advertisements before our videos now I have been seeing that. I have, been seeing I have that. noticed. I have noticed. I think it's. Uh, I think it's great to see the advancement. But at the same time, it's like you're playing my. You're playing my content worth of ads on my channel, and I don't even get ad revenue. Yeah, and it's like, bittersweet it's like, to what? see. It's like you son what? of a bitch. What? It's nice to see, but it's a slap in the face. Yeah, but yeah. It. Well, I'm even seeing on. Uh, if you go and type in on on Google, you know, before you type in anything, how to grow vegetables, petunias, whatever, but you put cannabis, it's done. Now, all of a sudden, you're starting to see some search results pop in. So it's like mm. the mainstream is starting to chill more. And I think that's what will blow things back. Legalization, obviously, we got a video that talks about that and the war on drugs, which goes over more on that horrible, horrible propaganda piece that was put out in the 30s. Um, you can see really where things have progressed and are going now. And with, with where legalization is going, it could bring the mainstream media and the mainstream uh, restrictions for media to light, so to speak. But I still think until they can make the money that they want to it's still going to be a big fuck you to us you know and that's where like in uh, the 40s they had hemp for victory during world war ii and basically wanted to show how you can produce clothing and cordage and topical products and different things through hemp and that was great for the farmers then because america could profit that sounded awesome but as soon as it's not making money for america it's a big fuck you no one cares it's amazing how that can work it's it's all about seemingly all about controlling the product it doesn't matter it's not about the influence on the kids, I don't feel like. They don't really care about kids that much. It seemingly is more about controlling the money of it. Right. In my and I opinion. Think what's, and I think what's interesting, though, is as we, as we tie that into pop culture, the reality is, though, is that I think the people and culture in general, at least I can kind of relate as Canadian to American culture, is that we needed to see how harsh the government took a stand for no reason against cannabis for the for the for the pop culture to kind of take the opposite route you know i think i think what they needed to do was take that comedic approach about cannabis to kind of break the the stigma and to loosen the tension around the idea of cannabis you're being thrown you know we're going to be turned into murderers and rapists by consuming cannabis let's let's bro yeah it's you know what I mean? we're not it. that bad bro i just want to relax <laughs> man you know like bro you know it's like you needed that so it's like you can see how it's like the the american like arts when i say arts i think of media or like of movies and 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 dance and uh, music you, you see that that starch difference between what the, the the government is telling you versus what reality is and what what people are seeing so i i think you needed that comedic relief and i think because of that that's why we have what we see today in in terms of you know this this changing of mind now we're not trying to break the stigma of being murderers and rapists. Now we're just trying to be the, break the stigma of being, bro. Yeah, we want to be stoned and successful. We're not stupid. That's the goal now, yeah. you know? Absolutely. You know, and, and fast forward to the 60s, you got the Beatles and you got more the movement of like the, the hippie movement. 
And that's where I think it started to become more of the awakening for people. They were, what was it? Uh, we talked about it on the war on drugs. It was tune in or tune out, drop out, whatever sort of slogan. And it got people away from the mainstream way of thinking and the mainstream way of life. And that's where there was a lot more introduction of cannabis in a positive way in that time. And there was still, of course, people trying to, to make it look bad. But you had a lot more very influential people who were involved in cannabis, period. Like, you know, obviously Bob Dylan being somebody who was very pro cannabis. And I think that's where you've got the people who are a positive influence on that industry can really change other industries, can change in the industry sense of the media and pop culture. You don't want to make someone who's iconic look like an idiot, you know, so you're probably going to maybe change and twist the narrative just a bit. And I think at that time it started becoming a little bit more, a little more mellow, especially with Woodstock, you know, and, and that's where people blended it wasn't just cannabis anymore. It was the psychedelics and everything too. And that's where more of the, I think, where they designed movies or, or media where you'd see somebody who's stoned was like a mixture of like the psychedelic kind of reaction, you know? It was really weird. And like, so you would obviously be, probably be familiar with this, Chris. Uh, Fear Loathing in Las Vegas. That was a, a great movie, a biopedia. What are my favorites? But that was one of the first movies to really like break that stigma of what someone would see when they're on these sort of drugs. They kind of showed each individual thing. And the lightest of all of them was cannabis. Like he was taking crazy shit. Like Johnny Depp was going hard in that movie. Yeah. That movie that was one? insane. Fucking nuts, dude. <laughs> and they hit it on, on the point. Like they really did very well on the, the interpretation of what the effects were for certain ones that I've had experience with. I was like, holy shit, dude. Like, oh, I completely agree. Yeah, I was watching it. I was like, really okay, this is this. like actually what it looks like. <laughs> you know what I mean? Especially with the one with the acid and stuff like that. Um, it shows the uh, everything blurring together and stuff. It's like you can have those types of visuals. So it was kind of accurate in that sense. Yeah. Shout out to the editing, eh? Dude, fucking next level. Especially that was what, 71? 71 really eh is it that it was published ago? it was published yeah it made them no it made a movie in 1998 okay so yeah the book though being published so that was i didn't realize it was a book yeah yeah it ended up um inspiring the film same name obviously but it was from Makes his sense. road trip it was um hunter s thompson some shout out to yeah hunter s thompson if you're not familiar with him he's one of the fucking craziest badass fucking producers slash badasses in uh, in hollywood <laughs> back in the day yeah he he fucking didn't give a, that guy if you ever watch him on interviews the guy would be just hammered or just tripping balls on things and he'd just be doing like a uh, john carson johnny carson or oh yeah see yeah. that's the iconic those are the kind of people guy. who like in a sense and they break the stigma makes for sense cannabis. that would be the guy yeah that would be the guy to try to break this down you know he knows yeah because you see hand. it's not it's not what they're interpreting it as it's not what they're showing the people who've never ever experienced it so the parents in those days are going to see this and be like holy shit i don't want my child hallucinating and right. freaking out nobody wants their kids stoned obviously but well maybe some people do but in the scheme of things it was a scheme it was a it was a bullshit plot to be able to to make everybody in the mainstream world hate it and look at it in a negative kind of way and i think that's where once pop culture got more in the area of being real about shit and once they started pushing more of the reality of what was going on that's when it was able to to open it up into seeing, seeing the light. And it's crazy right around that time. Um, I, I had no idea really. And I'm a Michigander. I should fucking know this. One of the first organized like political things was now just a party um, for cannabis was hash bash 1972. Hash bash. Michigan. Okay. Let's get it, baby. Glove right. state. It's pretty cool to see, you know, you got John Sinclair. He was sentenced to prison for that? two joints. 1972. 72. So that's the year after 
correct me if I'm wrong, um, Up in Smoke comes out? Right around then, actually. So it's 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 crazy. It's nice to see that 78 Up in Smoke came out in 78. Oh, so it was a little okay, after that. When was Cheech and Chong? Oh, that's yeah, 1978. So it was uh, oh, just a little, it was like six years later. <laughs> Oh, okay, 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 okay. But it's crazy, you know, I knew about the story with John Sinclair, man. It's just insane that he was sentenced to prison for two joints. Two joints. Two joints? What? Right. Right. He was a poet and writer and an activist. And I think a lot of it was him being the activist side. If you look more into what he did, and it was good for people, but what he did to bother the government, I think that's where it was just a big fuck you. And they're like, cool, we got Mm -hmm. something. Yep. Hit him as hard as we can. And, And at the time, there was no real like large voice for cannabis until 1974 when high time started. And that was when it was still, you know, a company that I can say was a voice for cannabis. Wouldn't say that anymore, but um, it's, it's crazy to see, you know, there was no voice. There was no one sector for cannabis in the mainstream world. It was kind of just like, Hey, throw out your opinion. And there's nobody who's going to check it and say you're wrong. Like there's no fact checker. There's nobody who has the experience in, in a collective group who can call out the bullshit that's being put out there in the world. It's just crazy to see. It's, it was uh, started by uh, Thomas King Forcade. He was a smuggler. I hate the word marijuana. He was a cannabis smuggler. <laughs> Tend to have a single issue as a, a satire, as a basically a satire piece uh, as a replicative Playboy, but replacing the pictures of women with Bud. And instead, okay. Uh, okay. he ended up doing high times. He claims other people claim that he did it as a jab at Nixon's war on drugs. Okay. It's crazy, man. Like forty years later, they've been around. It's it's changed hands. It's become a public company now. For I don't. Sure. I'm not a huge fan of High Times and how they run things. Not what it but was. Yeah, at one point, it was a, it was a company that was really for the industry, you know, and that's where they were putting out more information that helped change the game, especially for the growers of the world. There was no place to find grow information, like unless you knew botany and you realize that botany is botany is botany. Until you get deeper into cannabis and you realize like every strain of or every type of plant is going to be different, you know cannabis plant's going to be a little more unique compared to something like an orchid that's going to be comparable but a little different mm-hmm. so it's cool to see uh you know there's at least one company who was doing that for a while not not too long now yeah. there i mean they're still around today right <laughs> high times and they're uh they're actually trying to go public on and on the get on the stock market do an idea yeah, i think they've been selling fucking I, I, stocks i don't know I I, last time I heard, they were taking investors. Yeah, investors, yep, yep, yep. I'm not. Have they? Have they actually made it to the market? Well, not I know they the got rid of four now. CEOs, I believe, in the past two years that uh, screwed over a lot of different places on not paying for their venue for the Cannabis Cup, and they've been losing dirty a lot things. of money. If you look at their balance sheet, they lose a yeah. lot of money year over year. So, and they they didn't get their goal amount for investors. <laughs> That's why it's still taking so long for them to actually get onto the market. But I'd be curious to know how difficult it would be to run a magazine publication in 2021. Well, and their big moneymaker was the Cannabis Cup. It was the event. So that's been gone for all of, you know, Rona has killed it completely. Rona's completely killed it. And they were doing two a year or three a year in Michigan, which is a little, you know, aggressive. But... Mm. They were making their money. They were packed. I mean, packed. We had passes, uh, like VIP passes to get through, and we still waited in line. It was insane. Wow. Wow. You know? But yeah, it's, man. It's, it's crazy to think, though, that we're talking, we're talking early to mid, late 70s, but the pop culture, in terms of like the arts and music, hasn't changed. Hasn't changed. I, I, one of my favorite classics is um, uh, Half-Baked. 
and you can love that movie. Yeah, movie. It's crazy. Dave Chappelle didn't like the movie. I liked it. I thought it was great. He said I thought it, thought was it wasn't great. the idea that he envisioned. But I, I get that when you're a kind of a perfectionist or a creative, right. but like. Right. It's great movie, man. I still to this day right. laugh. I mean, there's yeah. classics. That one's, shit. that one's great, man. That was that our one's thumbnail great. from and, last know, week. Uh, Pineapple Express. Um, that's another one. But then again, they're all on the same premise of that pothead like stereotype of clueless, stuck in life in like this rut. Yeah, you know, kind I'm of in limbo. Like, don't know what you're gonna limbo. do. You're you just don't know. Baked. You're not. You're not going anywhere. You're just high. Yeah, and it's yeah. just you, you know there there are the odd films where it's like you know if you look at like even like Wolf of Wall Street like I think cocaine is is advertised as a more professional, more acceptable uh, vice. In, in Hollywood, you know? I, oh, yeah. You know, it's productive it, for it, the people, you know? Right. Most of the time, these guys are in suits. They're in high-level positions in life. You know, in most cases, if you're not an OD, if you're not overdosing and dying or something, you know, crazy. But, uh, you know, I, I Weeds was a was a what i actually i really i i watched it you know and i enjoyed it while i was watching it but again you know a, a lot of it played off of a lot of stereotypes and and i think it 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 took leaps where i think you know i i don't see someone making a lifestyle in just distributing cannabis you know and she goes really far in terms of yeah. big connections yeah and so on and so it goes forth, past the lead and everything yeah right right so but it, that's it where kinda, you see that like it they different. keep the stereotype forever it this mm-hmm. stereotype of of not making good decisions of kind of being lost of scatteredness of uh you know just not being the best character it stays other than like little shit it's usually slapstick stuff like how high and some of the other movies were like they might be doing something like you know, studying high, get high scores, makes sense. But like, you've got a lot of scenarios where it's just it's a slap in the face in some some ways. You know, like I remember there was one movie, um, Cabin in the Woods. I don't know if you've seen that. It's a horror movie. It's unique. No, yeah. I haven't seen it. I think I've seen that one. Well, the, the right. cool thing was is like often. the I don't want to kill it for anybody who hasn't, but like the stoner wasn't affected by the things that the government was doing because like the pheromones and the cannabis like. They stopped the pheromones coming in, like, and they couldn't control his brain, and it was just crazy. But he was the typical, like, dude, what's up, man? But it's still like that's shedded some positive light on it. But you rarely, rarely, rarely see that. Only in like, you know, passive movies where uh, cannabis isn't the main subject. Like, even like uh, this is the end for the movies. Like, they smoke and they get stoned or they do stuff, but it's not like they're all idiots or losers. Like, it's. They just happen to smoke casually or uh, knocked up is another one. Like well, a lot of them with um, Judd Apatow. Seemingly he smokes like it, the right people. That's where I think things shifted more in pop culture. Like in the 70s and 80s, it's the people who were creating it weren't stoners. The people who were publishing these movies and the content weren't actually right. using cannabis. Right. So they were right. doing it based right. on someone else's interpretation. Fast forward to like the 90s and now you've got more people who were popular, who were like high up in the industries that use cannabis even like uh, with friday you've got ice cube who used cannabis who was involved with the production directing and writing of all that so while there were some stoner moments and acting dumb it wasn't like all oh, these guys are ruining their life because of weed or they're going nowhere because of weed there were dudes in the hood who happened to get stoned one day like Smokey smoked all the time fucked up his money but that's just his personality you know it's just yeah, and well and it, i just think look if you look at, look at some of the biggest w- cannabis enthusiasts 
Uh, like when I think of cannabis and through the A, I think of Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Those are the first two people that come to mind when I think of weed pop culture. So it's like, in my opinion, we'll put the jail time and the 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 murder we'll put every we'll, we'll put those in the back but it's like still huge advocates for cannabis still what i would say you still use very heavily cannabis you got willie nelson you know what i mean like these guys are very faithful when it comes to their their pledge to the the product like the the, the flower exactly and, and and these are very very success successful people, you know. And maybe Martha Stewart didn't admit to her cannabis use from go, but Snoop Dogg did, you know. And, and <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. You know, it's like wow, wow. You know what I mean? And you know, and the Chronic drops Dr. in two thousand and one. Doctor Dre's drops in two thousand and one. You know, Doctor Dre uh, two thousand one. The Chronic because the original oh, yeah, one was uh, ninety two was the original Chronic. Yeah. 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 See, that's what I'm saying. Uh, that wasn't sorry. that wasn't mainstream. Like for me, when I remember when I was a kid, and I was only one in '92, so I got you so were. a little older. But yeah, depending on where you were, but it was mind blowing when I was like five years old, and I saw uh, my buddy had a poster with Dr. Dre as the papers that I remember seeing my mom having these papers, and I'm like, whoa, what? <laughs> and then I got the cassette tape, and I was like, oh shit, what the fuck right? is this? But it got me more into even knowing what cannabis was. That might have been my first introduction to cannabis was the chronic, weirdly enough. Right. And then, you know, watching right. Friday and, and watching and Dazed it, and Confused and like some of these old school classic movies. Didn't that make you feel wrong. Though. I know. No, it was like they didn't have a negative, like such a negative look on it. You Connotation. Know? Yeah. Yep. It made yep. you feel yep. more just like, ha, that's funny. Now, all of a sudden, people that I looked up to were just act like, you know, were, were actively promoting cannabis now they talked about a million other things they promoted gun use not promoted but they talked about gun use they talked about violence i never i never ever toted weapons i never resorted to violence you know well maybe as a kid i got in a few fisticuffs but you know i turned out to be fairly reasonable you know as a young man it's like but there was there was this other message about cannabis that you know you could do all this still be successful and 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 be okay you know that i think i first introduction to cannabis i'd agree um you know it was always around but that was the first positive i started to hear about it when you think yeah, of I bob mean, marley being the guy in the 70s that like would have been more positive i don't know it's weird man yeah forgot about talking about him uh, when the chronic came out i think i was seven so I, I remember actually listening to that when i was that young because my brother my older brother he's like six years older than me he was listening to it and he had the cassette tapes and uh, I was blasting that along with Snoop Dogg. And um, yeah, that was probably when I first knew about it. And, you know, he talks about it in a positive light. So, mm -hmm. I mean, you, you mentioned that, that uh, you know, a lot of these uh, actors and, and pop culture people, they're, they're talking about it in a positive manner. It's kind of, you know, you're starting to see that shift uh, more and more. Um, well, and then now you see a lot of these people, like we were mentioning earlier, the, the icons of it with Martha Stewart and this and that, you know, Martha being, I guess, kind of one people are getting invested into these companies. You got, uh, was it Jim Belushi? I believe one of the Belushi brothers, the one who's still alive. He got into uh, a farm. He's doing that. You've got, um, exhibit who had some booth carts that he was doing in California, <laughs> the brass knuckles that got recalled a bunch. You've yeah, got, you got Mike Tyson, Snoop, you Mike got Mike Tyson. Tyson. He has a brand, uh, Las Vegas. It's all in all the dispensaries, I believe in, in Las I mean, Vegas. Tons, Seth dude. Rogen. Um, yeah, I'm exactly, a, dude. Seth so Rogen's many a big companies. name there. I mean, he's, he's, yep. he's one of the ones that 
really it's almost every movie that he's kind of in it's you know cannabis isn't as well it kind of seems like I it just got integrated it's but, like, yeah it he seems just like he's always pushing to get that into yeah. his movies which is which is right. great for instance it's a positive absolutely yeah, and, and they're and saying it's a light thing, that. man. We're just getting stoned. It's supposed to be a light thing. I don't want to get stoned to be super serious and be a drama. Like, it, people can drink and be goofy in a movie and casual and continue it like there's no issue. But you've right. got a scenario where it's it's just drama going on, and because they're stoned, their life sucks, and they're going nowhere. Like, come on now. You may have known someone like that back in the day, but it's definitely not everybody. Right, right. It's and the craziest like, shit. You, you, whether you're a, a un, you're. you're you're going to be unmotivated smoking weed, whether you're, you know, un, uh, you know, I'm, I'm stumbling here, but <laughs> weed isn't going to change that aspect or that characteristic of your life. You know what I mean? If you're, if you're unmotivated, it, it's not going to change that. You need to make that mental change, you know, and weed isn't going to have that influence. It might help you find the inspiration to get to where you need to be. And that's what I found, you know, and, and where's the, where's, where are the movies about, you know, with weed saving a guy, you know what I mean? Uh, as someone who suffers from ADHD, ADD, whatever, which, whatever you want to refer to it as, uh, f- using cannabis allowed me to stay focused, stay aware of what I was doing and what my drive was. And, and it, it made a lot of things make sense. And Ritalin had an incredible effect on me, but it, it wasn't positive. Yeah. And so, it, it, you know, finding cannabis allowed me to shed that. And although... You know, I was able to slow down and focus. My creative level was still there. My imagination was still there. You know, my my character, my personality was still there. It's just now I could harness it and you know put it into motion. Um, and then if it wasn't you know if it wasn't for cannabis, man, I I I wouldn't be where I am today. And that's all. That's putting all Question. this aside. That's putting all this aside. You know, it, it really saved me, and I'm thankful for that. Where's Where's the movie about that? Maybe it's boring as shit, but come on. I also <laughs> I've, I'm also a superhero part time. You know, I do fight battles and crime, but we could add that in there. You know, it helps me fly, gives me wings. Well, what was your biggest, you know, for you guys, what what influenced you guys to even give Herb a try? Was it the media? Like, was it you seeing something you know, from a movie or something or just a friend having it? You know, I feel like a lot of it, I mean, obviously answer the question, but a lot of it comes to the influence subconsciously from the things we watch. If we saw somebody smoking crack, I mean, we already know people in the past have had experiences with fucking heroin, with pills, this and that. You see these things in a negative way on, in movies, in a very negative way, and they've stayed that way forever. Mm-hmm. Cannabis had that at one point. So what pivoted for you guys that made you feel it was more relaxing? Was it the uh, chronic like myself? <laughs> I mean, kind of already talked about this in a previous episode, but my sister is the one that kind of introduced me to, to cannabis. He inspired it and, you know, seeing it in the movies and things like that um, made me feel like it's not a big deal, you know? And and I knew at a very young age that it wasn't like a big deal, like nobody's dying off of it and stuff right. like that. So uh, I was influenced at a very young age and, you know, that's around the time when I think half baked was out and stuff like that. So late nineties, um, early two thousands. And, uh, that's when all the positive stuff started coming out. And, um, yeah. That seems to be with a lot of people I know too, is like a right around when media, unless you were already entrenched in the underground culture, a lot of it is when pop culture started pivoting and people were like, that's, it looks fun. <laughs> that seems like a fun thing, you know? What about right, you, dude, it was, it, it was just that it was just, uh, I, I was a late bloomer. I didn't, I didn't start, like I said, I was on um, too many other drugs, well, I, I wasn't on enough drugs to say it, the least when I was younger. And so I, I didn't find cannabis until I really until late high school. 
And so for me, it, it never even hit my radar. Even though it was in the pop culture and me, it was never around. So I didn't have access to it. But when I when it did come my way that 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 wonderful night, um, it didn't have the effect on me that I was expecting it to have. You know that that everyone had talked about. You know the chill mellow. I didn't really feel like I had even gotten high. You know, and so I'm trying to compare that with what the message from the gut because I'm a product of Dare. You know the Dare program. So it's like I'm trying to compare in my head what I just did. And what everything has told me, you know, I, it didn't, it, it, it didn't make sense. So I started to have to try to break down what is my stance or what am I going to think about it? And, you know, my, my, the role models in my life took a very hard stance on it, called it the wacky weed. If I ever catch you doing that wacky weed, you know, you're done. Uh, and, and, and so I'm trying to figure out, whoa, <laughs> I, I've tried the wacky weed. Yeah. And it wasn't so wacky. What are you guys talking about? And so, yeah, it was more or less, and I did rebel as a child, so maybe a little rebelliousness hit, but uh, no, it, it was just a trial and error. Trial and error, I guess, really is what well, and like got I, me. I coincidentally always liked stoner music. I always liked Cypress Hill when I was younger. I liked Bob Marley because my grandma was always a big fan of Bob Marley. She met him years ago and smoked with him like way back in the 70s, actually. Crazy enough. I got a picture of it. It's, it's a trip. That's awesome. But, um, and then it's just been in my family, man. Like the music that my dad listened to when I was younger, they'd always reference smoking. Like I remember hearing Master P pass the green. I'm like, shit is hard right here. And then once it was around, and for me, I, it was just a scenario of once it was around, like I said, it wasn't on the radar and it it was, I just didn't know. I smelled it. My mom told me it was charms as a kid, which is like a weird clove type of cigarette thing. <laughs> Lying ass. What The chronic let me know that when I saw Dr. Dre in the same pack of papers, that my mom's got them. Ding, 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 ding. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. But it was, a lot of it was, I think, the music I listened to, the movies that I liked, the the things I was always into were usually the stoner things. And it just subconsciously made it so I gravitated towards that once I found it. And that's where influence can be good or bad. If it's negative things in media and in pop culture, that's exactly why people hate cannabis is they've grown up seeing these things that are negative. I, I totally understand some people who don't want to continue. They don't watch the funny shit. They watch the negative stuff. And so in their mind, they've been influenced enough to be like, fuck that. I don't even care. Anything else I see is the devil. Ignorant. I, I get that. But that's where pop culture influences so much in life. It, it's influencing right now a lot of divide in America. It's influencing a lot of cancel stuff and bullshit. I think eventually it's going to pivot to a better way. But these these figures in our industries, whether it's music, TV, movies, Hollywood in general, YouTube, a lot of it is like what they project in the world is kind of what people believe and kind of what goes on. That's the reality is what's created for them. So if there's more positive light shed on cannabis, it, sooner or later, it's going to be legal. Sooner or later, everybody who can try it will try it. And if you like it, you'll continue it. If you don't, you don't. I know people who have smoked and don't like it, and that's cool. Do your thing, man. But as long as we've got pop culture who can influence in a positive way, I think we got a good, a good green future. Especially, especially when you have a government or governments that are working so heavily and so negatively to try to influence an opposite narrative of what we are, are seeing firsthand. We've got friends. Look at that guy just steal the show. OMG. You know, oh, he's so cute. Um, 
for anyone just listening. I just I pulled my cat up and put him on my lap because oh, hey, he's been scratching at the door for like an hour. Dad, dad. Like, yeah, he's like a toddler. Papa. <laughs> yeah, it, they are. They really are. Papa, papa. <laughs> I'm back here. Um, I uh, it, when you have a government that's that's t- telling you one thing that is so drastically different from what you are seeing firsthand in the music and in 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 your movies you know it you we needed pop culture to be able to combat that negative just voice that everybody was hearing that's just so inaccurate and full of propaganda and misinformation and it's it's unfortunate to think that there are still governments that are perpetuating that narrative on their people today Fucking and sad. it is it is and that it, it happens in a legal country like my own I'm in, I'm in Canada. It is legal. And we still see a ton of negative misinformation perpetuated by the government to try to influence or get you to kind of narrow your, your, your options as a customer and as a patient. So it still happens. It still happens. But we rely on these, these outlets to, to speak for us. Yeah, and level. luckily, we'll be here continuously every week, every Tuesday. Oh, yeah. If you like videos like this and you're over on YouTube, make sure you smash the shit I like button. Subscribe. I don't know why I even said that. We got like 12 videos. Never tell anybody to subscribe. If you're here, no, subscribe. We don't. <laughs> we don't. Yeah. Hit that subscribe button, guys. Every Absolutely. week. Every week. Thursdays, we will try our best to be on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash from the stash podcast. Otherwise, we'll be on Pigeons. Pigeons 420. Make sure you subscribe here. Anywhere you're listening. Check out WatchSealTV.com. From Rob. From Rob. See, I'm going to fuck up at some point. I get stoned with well, you. Well, you are Rob. From, <laughs> from Rob. Rob. Who's and on from the stash? <laughs> For from the stash, it's your boy Rob from Cannabis Lifestyle TV, Mr. Grow It, and Pigeons 420. We will see y'all next week.